SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Think about what you learn through prayer. We're talking with Phil Wickham today at SOS Radio. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me on. It's good to talk to you again, Scott. You're coming through in a couple weeks with Behold the Christmas Nights and Anaheim and in Vegas, December the 9th and the 10th. And I know there's still a few tickets, but that one's selling well. And then you just wrote a book called On Our Knees, Phil. I know. I can't believe that sentence is true. I, I never thought I'd write a book. It's a devotional just based on my journey wanting to grow in my faith and deepen my relationship with Jesus and become more of a man of prayer. You know, I've always believed in the power of prayer. It's always been a part of my life, but through a series of events, I just felt challenged to become, let it, let it be a defining part of my life and, and ask myself, man, if I, if I know, if I believe I know the God who creates mountains and stars and galaxies and loves me, why don't I pray more like that? You know, so that book is a journey of me wanting to become a man of prayer and welcoming people into that journey as well. Have you ever come to a spot in your life where you felt like, I need to pray a bold prayer that sort of scares me? Like, what if God actually answers this prayer? I've had many times like that. What if God actually answers this prayer? And also where I feel a burning inside to pray for something big, but I'm scared to be let down or to let someone else down. Like God didn't say yes, or he didn't answer. He's not listening. And and after look, looking through the scriptures and spending a year of just understanding what it means to know God and to trust him and believe in him, it's like, you gotta, it's like this balancing act of I believe God is all powerful and so loving. And, he, and so I can trust him with everything. And also, I believe the Bible says, ask him anything. So you can bring God anything and ask for it and, and plead with him and beg. And he, he says, come to me. He says, knock on the door. And he says, seek and you will find. He says, ask and you will receive. But also in the same hand holding like, but I will trust that he knows way more than me. And even if I think something is the right thing or the best thing, I trust that the God who loves me know what, knows what is best. So it's like, I'm going to ask anything and believe his, he's going to let the best uh, come through, you know? So it, it's like this balancing act of faith and belief and trust and, and also peace. And, and that's what that book is really about. It's just a balancing act. of I believe God is sovereign and in control and knows all things. So I'm going to trust that even if I ask the wrong thing, he's going to say no, because it's the wrong thing for me. And also he can do anything, you know? So it's, it's a, it was a beautiful journey for me. You know, I love how the writer of Hebrews describes it about approaching God's throne with grace and confidence so that we'll receive mercy and find grace to help us in that time of need. Amen. Because of what Jesus did, you know, that that literally is like, those are like the three main things about the book. It's like, look at who God is through the the person of Jesus. We have the best picture of who God is. It says in the scriptures, as you know, I'm sure it's just that he's the fullness of the Godhead in a body. So if we want to see the best just understanding of the character of God. We look at the person of Jesus, and Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, and Jesus heals the broken, and Jesus accepts the leper and sits with the sinner and is all gracious and forgiving and kind and merciful and goes to the cross. And even the thief next to him on the cross that has checked no boxes of, of religion or holiness criteria, you know, he's there dying for, a, for being a thief, being a sinner, and he knows it. And he t- turns to Jesus and says, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus, that's the only prayer that that guy needed for Jesus that today, you, you will be with me in paradise, you know? And so when we look at Jesus, that then was like, wow, I, not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done, I can come with confidence and I can stand on the victory he's won and I can stand on the blood. That he's, I believe that I'm seen through the righteousness of Christ in the Father's eyes. And so that's why I can come and call him Father and not just God and call him 
friend and not just king, you know, and, and, uh, and it's that heart that we, I wanted to develop in my life and hopefully people that read this book as well. Phil, it's interesting because when you see that story of the thief on the cross next to Jesus, and he basically puts his faith in Jesus right then and there, like, wow, you are the son of God. And he said, hey, you'll be with me in paradise tomorrow, or, or later you're going to be with me in paradise. But sometimes I wonder if the story was more about the thief or if the story was more about the way that God pursues us continually right up until the last minute. Yes, I think it's about both. I think it's about all of that at the heart of God. It's about the grace of God. It's about this, the thief that we relate to, you know, that, that we're unworthy, that we should be dying for our sins. And yet Jesus, even in our dying for our sins, Jesus is right there with us and he did it for us, you know. And I think with Christmas coming up, you know, you mentioned I've got these Christmas nights, the Behold Christmas Nights, and Wilson's going to be with me. We're going to be out there in Vegas with you guys. It's going to be blast. But I was just thinking about this name, Emmanuel, you know, God with us is what it means. And this idea of God with us always growing up, I just go to Christmas. I go to, yeah, God came to us. He was near us in proximity. and But I'm just, the idea of God being with us in all things, like since Jesus walked in our shoes, like he, he since he, he felt betrayal and he felt people hating him and he felt hunger and he felt tired and he felt spent and he felt, he pleaded with the father, like he, he felt fear. And yet in all things, it says he was tempted in all things and yet never, and all, never gave in to that temptation, never sinned. He, he, he walked in our shoes, you know, and the fact that we can pray to this God who relates to us like that, it's just, it's, it's the hugest, incredible blessing and honor. And, and, uh, and so I'm just, yeah, trying to call people into that and remember that this God is with us in all things, you know. Phil Wickham's coming through Las Vegas, going to be at Central Church, technically over in Henderson on Friday, December the 9th, and then going to be at the Honda Center in Anaheim on Saturday, December the 10th. Uh, we're talking with Phil Wickham today at SOS Radio, and it's interesting. We're in Christmas mode here at SOS, playing all kinds of commercial-free Christmas songs this month. But when you think about the old Christmas carols, there's some amazing writing that goes into these songs. You're a songwriter at heart, Phil, but when you think about Christmas carols, what's the one this year that God's really been using to show you his love for you, his grace, just the way that he wanted to reach out to have that relationship with you? You know what? I think this year, as we've been gearing up for the tour, there's a song, many of you know, probably all of you could hum the melody out there. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, you know? I've heard this song all my life, and I don't know, maybe because they sing it in, in the Peanuts Christmas movie or something. I just I just always associate almost like with Sunday school in my mind growing up. Like I, or, or just, It just felt so Christmas churchy that like I let the lyrics almost brush over me for years. But then when you have to learn a Christmas song and like really dig into the lyrics and sing it on a record and and lead people in it. I'm, I've been floored. I've been floored by those lyrics and the theology in it. And I just, it's like, it, for me, it's a song that I wish it, the melody wasn't so associated with Christmas. And it, that, cause I could sing it all year round. Christ by highest heaven adored Christ, the everlasting Lord, you know, it's so, so, so good. The layers in the Christmas story, they go so deep, and we're talking with Phil Wickham today at SWIS Radio. I mean, you think about the story of the Magi, to Mary, to Joseph's journey, to Bethlehem, and then the gifts that were presented to baby Jesus. I mean, you could research any of those, and you find all these different details. God just unveils as we start to grow in our faith. But what's the detail of the Christmas story that you've been noticing this year as you've been prepping for your concerts coming up in Henderson and Anaheim? Okay, well, the detail of the Christmas story is actually not a detail from the actual scriptures. Okay, let me let me explain. 
last year I was in this, uh, there's this series called The Chosen. It's based on the life of Jesus, and it's a it's kind of dramatization of the Gospels, and it's actually been touching a lot of millions of people around the world. And, and they did a Christmas special I got to be a part of last year. And there's a moment where Joseph, and this isn't in the Bible, but I think it was a really special moment, and it could just brush by you, but when they get into that stable where Mary's going to give birth to Jesus, you know, Mary's, she's almost, she's dying. She's got, she has to sit down, and she's about to rest in the, in the hay there. And then Joseph's like, wait, wait, wait. And she, he picks up a shovel and he shovels this cow manure away that she was about to sit in. And it just struck me. And, and so that's not the Bible. But what struck me is like the lowliest place where there was no room and and no one expected and no one thought against all human kind of ideas of when where the king of kings, God incarnate would come and how he would come. It's just such an opposite upside down way. And yet, the more you think about it, the more you realize it's all about the love of God. And it's all about what I was talking about recently, about God meeting us right where we're at, God being with us. It's hard to relate it to a transcendent God, but it's also hard for almost all of us, I mean, 99.9, to relate to a king born into a palace and an all-powerful, mighty ruler who doesn't have to, you know what I mean? But Jesus met us literally right where we're at, like down to the manure of humanity he was, he was born, so that all humanity could look at him and say, could look at God and say, in our loneliness, we can point to Jesus and say, my God knows exactly where I was and where I am. And he was there too. And in our pain, I could say, my God through Jesus knows pain. And through, in our betrayal, my God knows betrayal. In our joys and our laughter and our tears and our, in our working and our laboring, we could, we could point to our God and say, he knows, and he understands, and he is with me in this. And that's why I, can, I come to Jesus and say, thank you for being with me. And give me the strength and show me what it means to walk, just how you walk through this in grace and love. Show me what it means to do that today. Show me what it means to walk through this with patience and grace and love. Give me the strength, just as you prayed for the Father, the strength. I think that, that that's the biggest thing. It's just like, I just, I just love the way God works. It's so different than what we would expect the God of all time and space to work. And it's so much better, you know, and I think that's hitting me in a, a bigger way than ever this year. We're talking with Phil Wickham today at SWS Radio, and he and Ann Wilson are coming through Friday, December the 9th in Henderson at Central Church, and Saturday, December the 10th at the Hanna Center in Anaheim. But, Phil, we're going to be building gingerbread houses with a couple of SOS listeners or winning tickets this week. We're going all Buddy the Elf. Are you more like, let's eat the whole roll of cookie dough, let's make the snow angels, or let's just eat all the Christmas candy with spaghetti and maple syrup? (laughs) I'm all of it, man. I just give me the Christmas. You know, I love it. Elf, the Christmas music, the Christmas movies, all the treats. I, I'm the first one to, to want to go get the Christmas tree and go light it up, you know, put the lights on the house. I've just always loved it. And uh, I have several Christmas records out now. I just, it's honestly, they're my favorite ones to record. And these Christmas nights are so special because it's like, because sometimes the Christmas thing can kind of blow over you, right? In our, in our busy Western American culture, we're, it's just busy and there's extra traffic at the malls and you're just going crazy. And But it also, it's this beautiful time where like families get together and, and more people might come out to a Christian concert than they normally would, you know? And, and you could just take a moment and really, I think because it's so busy and because we sometimes let it all brush by it, that the moments when we sit and think about it are even that much more powerful and deep. And that's what I want these nights to be is just like, yeah, there's fun and let's laugh and let's tell stories. But like, there's going to be a moment we think on 
God entered into what he created, you know, and to save us. And what does that mean for you today? Honestly, one verse I think about a lot, which which isn't even in a Christmas story, but I relate to Christmas, is the beginning of Psalm 23, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I just feel like sometimes, especially my kids, they're like professional wanters. You know, they just want, (laughs) like, Dad, give me a snack. Give me a present. Give me this. Give me that. It's just like, that's what we're born as. Humans are just professional wanters, you know? But then, like, living in this place of, like, wait, if you are my shepherd, if I believe you you are leading me. If I let you lead my life, I, I want to be in a place where it's like, I've got everything I need in you, Jesus. Like, yeah, I don't, like the physical stuff, for sure. That's for sure. I don't, like, God, like, give me, you, you are what I need, God. But also, like, bring it into my relationship with my wife. It's like, I'm not coming into my relationship saying, how can, what can I get out of this? And what do I want? And all this stuff. But it's like, I want to come. I am fully taken care of by Jesus. And so how can I meet this person with the love of Jesus? You know, how can I, how can I meet my job with the love of Jesus and not be, not with my hands open, wet, ready for what I want, but how can I give the love of Jesus, you know? And that's what so much of the Christmas story is too, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his son. And I just, I want to walk in that shepherd's footsteps. I could talk to you all day, but I know you got to run and you're getting prepped for the Christmas concert coming up on the December the 9th, at Central Church and the one in the Honda Center on December the 10th. Hey, Phil, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to sing these songs with you guys. It's going to be such a special night on both these nights. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.